Van pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Bumpley. This is being recorded on January 9th, 2017. How are you? Did, did you miss me? Well, I was sick as shit, and I'm already out of breath, so it's not a good sign. Uh, you can listen on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, at RyanBump13, at Red Ticket Blues. Like I said, aforementioned... I was, I've had flu-like symptoms before. I had the flu. It was, it was just wretched. It was the pain in my knees, the pain in my head, the weakness overall. I was like stir-crazy, but couldn't move. I was just yelling things out to my wife. And she like, God bless her. She's like, ah, ah. She's probably fucking thinking, oh my God, shut up. I'm going to be hit in the nursing home uh, with my aches and pains. I mean, for the, for those nurses, honestly, like the best thing that they can do is hope that I have some sort of mental impairment where I don't know what's going on. So they're just like, listen, he has the, uh, you know, and it's, oh, if I'm with it, oh man, it's, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be fucking brutal. So yeah, as soon as I got back from Puerto Rico and, and I, I missed, you know, we went from Puerto Rico to Chicago to California. So maybe the, the climate uh, also had an issue, but you know, the disgusting travelers and the <laughs> oh, God, fucking gross, you know, Trump can fix the planes and make sure the planes are safe, but he can't, he, he can't get rid of the fucking flu though. Huh? <sighs> Calls himself a president. Disgusting. So maybe traveling through that and the airline back sitting on the tarmac, some sort of issues. I don't know, man, whatever. Trump didn't fix that either. You know, he, he, he claims all this stuff with, with, with plain, uh, you know, positivity, but he makes it seem as if he's like on the tarmac, like, or underneath being like, yeah, that's sixth uh, fuel lodge here. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the fucking cones. Anyways, he's a funny guy. Funny guy. Uh, so yeah, here we are. Uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. The last week I've just been just, and I'm still not great. I'm still not perfect at all. And my voice, I'm out of breath doing this. So. But I, 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 did, I came back for you. You know, I, I came back for you. I, it, you need sports. You need takes on other things in society. You need someone really pissed off, ill-informed, and just an idiot to talk for 35, 40 minutes. That's what you need in your life. Right? 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 So I'm better. Went to Target. Got my shit. And did you see now? I, 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 I saw at Target, they now have these machines where they put the $100 bill in because apparently that like foolproof system of holding it up to the sky, like to the lights, I, I guess that wasn't good enough, which <laughs> how the fuck did that ever pass is like normalcy. You got some like teenager there or whatever it was previous job employment is probably like Joe's fucking crab shack who's, who can look and go, ah, oh, yeah, yep, yep. God, the, 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 yeah, hold it in the sky. That I mean, John Dillinger, what would he have thought? My God. But I got all my goddamn cold medicine and stuff it up there and ugh, still feel awful. Now I'm just so consumed. And I mean, John Gruden's press conference. I mean, oh, oh my God, or, or LaMelo Ball. Uh, that, that, that is what is ruling the fucking news today. John Gruden's press conference. John Gruden, who for all intents and purposes is an asshole. Like, but I, I mean, it, but I'll say this. I mean, not an asshole, and I don't know how he is if he spits in kids' faces, but I I've, don't really watch Monday Night Football that often. I really don't. It's 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 not really a priority for me. And when he does it, when I do, he just whatever. He he's he's just a, he's a football guy. You want football guys? Football guys? Foot? You know why? Football guys like football. He's a football guy. Um, but he uh, since he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, he is an under five hundred coach. Under five hundred. 
and his career, he's over 500 by 14 games. Like, what is the big hubble of, hubble, what is the big deal with this guy? I don't get it. I just don't fucking understand it. It did 10 years, $100 million for a coach who is 14 games over career-wise. That's like throwing $100 million at, oh, holy shit, did you hear? Rick Allman wants to get back in coaching. Holy shit, whoa, Mike D'Antoni, he wants to go there? Wow, we, we need live coverage on this Rick Adelman press conference. Like, okay, you coached, you had a little success, you, are we really losing our shit over this? And obviously, the whole LeVar ball, LeVar, LaMelo, Leangin, you know, Lonzo's the most normal one, and uh, and he's he's actually too boring, you know. But, like, this 16-year-old is playing in Lithuania, like 100,000 people are watching on Periscope. Oh, yeah. And then, then you have, you know, coaches who are completely in their right mind saying, ESPN, you know, you're disgusting, you know, covering these people and, and you, you say this about them and then you have the story here. It's just like, where are you? Blah, 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 blah. But the most sanctimonious of the other fucking media members being like, y- you know what? So-and-so has a right. I mean, uh, to say that about ESPN, they shouldn't be covering LeVar Le- Ball. I mean, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You created this monster. Now you don't want to have him covered. Oh, my God. Shut your fucking mouths. Such hypocritical garbage. So, anyways, we got a lot to talk about, right? So where do you want to start? Where where should we start? By the way, we'll get into a show I've been watching uh, on the History Channel called Hunting Hitler. Interesting show. Tiny bit, there's some few flaws. We'll we'll, we'll get into that because I'm I'm sure you can't fucking wait. The anticipation is just building. But uh, let's, 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 let's start here. Let's start here. We'll start with football in general. And we'll get to the games that happened this weekend, and they, they were, for the most part, pretty dreadful. Uh, the But the, the story from ESPN, Seth Wickerstam, Winderstam, Seth somebody, about the, uh, the crumbling of the Patriots' empire that was hyped up beyond belief. We got like a two-day notice that this was coming out. I mean, it was very, very, very... Uh, climactic just sort of oh you did this is going to be a this is going to be a tell-all you know i mean speaking of tell-alls that michael wolf book about trump i bought that thing was looking forward to reading it and then i re- i returned it to amazon because michael wolf continues to do interviews with people and says well you know this may not even be true uh I, some of these are just might be completely made up like fucko I'm, I'm not buying a book to read fucking fairy tales about donald trump i want to read the dirt i am a glutton for fucking tabloid dirt yeah, I have a subscription to Us Weekly. Yes, they're just like us. That's a lie. I do not. We used, I tell you, I used to have uh, be roommates uh, with some guys back, oh, geez, what were we, I don't know, 25, 26, 27. And we always used to talk about how stupid uh, those tabloids were when we were lying at the grocery store. We were talking about them, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, girls would come over and they'd, like, join the conversation and be like, yeah, I know, did you hear about that? And we're, like, joking. We're like, do you think I give a shit what Ben Gar- and Jennifer Garner fucking ate for dinner last night? I, I really don't give a shit. So we, what we did in a uh, ploy to get more chicks over there and to stay longer, uh, we subscribed to all those magazines under fake names. It was just like, bill me later. So we got all these Us Weekly and, and, and you know, I, I don't know, whatever, all the, you know, all the bullshit magazines that have none of it's true. Or who cares if it's true? So we got those all delivered and we just like put them on the coffee table so girls would go over there and be like, oh, oh my God, I didn't read this one. Or <laughs> then they have a few drinks. All of a sudden, hey, we're having fun. You're not going back to the bar. You're staying here. <laughs> right? This is where the party is. 
Oh, God, diabolical, huh? Anyways, uh, where the hell was I? Oh, yeah, so it's going to be a tabloid, huh? Yeah, so I read that story. It was very well written. Uh, I listen to Boston Sports Radio all the time, or the, the morning show, as I've said on this po- this podcast before. Not really a ton of new information there. I mean, the idea that they got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for nothing makes you think, okay, w- w- what the fuck is going on here? And, I mean, the worst thing for, for Bill Belichick and, you know, Robert Kraft in reality, to, looking at the future, is that Tom Brady's, uh, you know, professional career won't die. Because you can't keep investing in this fucking 40-year-old man. At one point, he's going to get that, 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 that injury. And he is going to just no longer be feasible. He's, he's not going to recover the same way a 23-year-old would. It's just not going to happen. So they're, they're, they're really uh, fucked over in that way. Uh, so they got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. And obviously that's, that's caused some friction between uh, Bill Belichick and the, 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 the uh, front office, Robert Kraft, Tom Brady. Uh, it definitely comes from the Bill Belichick point of view. Uh, doesn't point, uh, doesn't paint Tom Brady with the nicest, uh, nice, nicest brush. We'll put it that way. Kind of a egomaniac, uh, dickhead, which is that really that hard to, to fathom to, to that? That's really, you know, that could be the, the, the realness. Uh, so then you hear the rumor, oh, Bill Belichick might be out. He could, he could be, he could be coaching the giants next year, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going everywhere with this story. I'm going every different direction. You know, the WFAN team, uh, you know, they debuted this week, and uh, obviously everyone hates them. The reviews from the media have not been good either. I've listened a little bit, and I'll say this. The the worst possible thing happened. They're just like every other sports talk radio show. That From my minimal time listening, that's what I've heard. That is what I've heard there. And I, the videos of them in their, like, fucking cell block office. It looks like a bunker, you know, uh, underneath Berlin where they, they, they put them in. I just, I don't, I, three people squeezed in there and it looks terrible, but they're, they're doing hashtags. Hashtag BB2NYG, Bill Belichick to the New York Giants. And they're doing that in the video and they're, they're, they're tweeting it. And it's just, I, I, I know, put it this way. I don't know Maggie Gray. I don't know any of these people, let's be honest. <laughs> but I do know this other one. I had fucking three shots with them the other day. I don't really know much about Maggie Gray. Don't know much about Bart Scott. You know, you got the producer there, Brian Monzo and Chris Carlin, who I feel like I know those guys in a sense of listening and paying attention to WFAN throughout the years. They, I can't imagine they want to do this. This this whole hashtag, this these whole videos. They are getting something from above telling them to do these God awful fucking pieces. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's brutal watching. They really need to stop doing the videos. It's not helping. Um, but breaking news, uh, Chris Carlin will join the red ticket blues podcast next week. And we'll have to discuss the show. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to be, I'm not going to put him in a spot where he has to say bad things we got to ask him the tough questions about this show. You know, I, I can't say, well, like, Chris, listen, listen, we can both agree it's a pile of shit, right? I mean, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, I can't do that. But I got to ask some of these questions. I mean, he's, he's, he's got to answer to some of this. I mean, the, the people he's being, that show is being criticized up their ass in every which way. It can't be like, so what was it like? You know, <laughs> what's it like being a talk show host? <laughs> I got to ask some of these questions. So 
you know, I, listen, I, I'm just sitting there like patting myself up. Listen, Brian, you, you got to be tough because that's what I am. I mean, if you've ever listened to interviews on the Red Take of this podcast, I mean, those are hard hitting. I mean, I really, you know, I, there's a lot of sweating going on on the other end for that person. Probably sweating really like, when the fuck is this thing over? Jesus, not everything I say is funny, Brian Christ. But anyways, so you got that to look for. If you got any questions, send them my way. You can direct message me if you want, BrianBuck13, Red Ticket Blues. You can add them at me, or you can send them via email, RedTicketBlues at Gmail. So just keep that in mind. Chris Carlin, next week in the podcast. Try to get those in. I'm going to be doing it Tuesday. No, I'm going to be doing it Monday. So if you have any questions, send those my way. Um, back to the the Brady thing, though. With the thing that I don't understand about that whole story and about what happened is why they traded Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of the season. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense whatsoever. What if Brady gets hurt tomorrow? Well, he's probably not going to get hurt in practice. But let's just say he gets hurt against Tennessee. Like, because listen, they're, they're 16 and a half point favorites. You don't think fucking Belichick's going to have him there in the middle of the fourth quarter? What if he got hurt? Who do you throw in? Brian Hoyer? Are you shitting me? That makes no sense to me. And whenever I ask that question, someone goes, well, they're not going to be able to franchise him next year. Just like, well, you know what? Wait, still. Well, they're not going to get as much for him. They didn't get anything for him here. They got a fucking second round pick. Oh man, that, that it's inexplicable, inexplicable. But you know what? The long term, but you know, in the long run here of this season, in that story, the Patriots are favored to win the Super Bowl with all that drama. Let's say everything in that thing is hundred percent true. It doesn't matter. They're going to keep playing like a well-oiled machine, and they can hate each other from here to Kingdom Come. It doesn't really fucking matter. So that is that. Uh, like I said, the football last week, really nothing amazing. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, who was in another planet after getting smashed in the head. It is amazing how the best players, no matter how concussed they look, very quickly they are able to pass the concussion protocol. Isn't the concussion protocol supposed to be at least 10 to 15 minutes? That never fucking happens. Unless you're like Travis Kelsey. What's, listen, he's a good player. Obviously, he did not know where he was. Because he did not even come back. But I mean, most of the time, if it's iffy, these guys are not going with a, these trainers, these teams. They are not going with, well, it's iffy. Well, let's let's err on the side of the player. Let's let's have him sit for a little bit. Fuck no. They're putting him right back in the game. Because they care. They care about the players. You think they give a shit, you know, if, if Cam Newton gets his brain scrambled? Listen, they'll pay out another fucking, you know, settlement in 10, 15 years to these guys. It doesn't matter. Ooh, 950 million. Yeah, yeah, I think I could write a check for that NFL, right? I mean, give me a break. They don't care. They don't care. Cam Newton did not know what, he didn't know who the president was. He didn't know what planet he was on, but they threw him back in there. And he actually played well. I mean, except for that last play, but I mean, you can't blame everything on him. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. It never ceases to amaze me. And the NFL just doesn't have to answer these questions. They're just like, yeah, well, yeah, listen, we care about player safety. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Player safety, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, the other games, well, the other games, Tennessee, I don't even remember. Tennessee and Kansas City. Kansas City blew it. Uh, Atlanta and shit, I don't even remember who they fucking played. Who they play? Atlanta and, uh, well, there's the Bills and Jacksonville, which. It was just as bad of a game as anyone could have expected. Absolutely fucking dreadful. But I mean, if you love field goal kickers, and listen, I do. I've always loved field goal kickers. It's it's always been a big thing of mine. But that that was terrible. I don't even remember who Atlanta played. I think I bet on every game, too, and I don't even remember who played. Yeah, yeah, the Saints there. Atlanta played. This is so unimportant. This is when people are like, all right, so someone told me to listen to this podcast, and I'm still fucking listening. 
Uh, I've been gambling a lot, so that, that, that's good. I got that going for me. Uh, Atlanta played the Los Angeles. That's right. Yeah, they're, they're not ready. Los Angeles will be there, but they're not ready. <laughs> Gutsy call, Brian. They're, they're just not ready. They lost 26-13. They're, they're just not ready. I actually watched the national championship game last night, which the first half was kind of a dud. Uh, second half, boy, that was a great game. That was a great game. And I'll tell you it was a great game because my teaser won. So obviously it was a great game. You know, it, I said this on Twitter, man. That feeling when you win your bet and you could just actually sit back and relax and watch the game, it's a beautiful thing. So when Alabama hit that, it got, you know, when they tied the game 2020, I, I hit my over and I took uh, Georgia plus 10 and a half. So I, I was going to win. So someone had to score and the, Georgia wasn't going to lose by more than 10 and uh, they had to score another point against okay, so the over was 40. So. That was me. That that was that was good. So yeah, freshmen's dominating the game. That was good. Uh, ESPN. ESPN has no fucking clue what they're doing. I mean, I've <laughs> shocking. Part nine hundred million thirty four. There are more numbers in there. I just didn't feel like doing it. But uh, the idea that it used to be all about the different camera angles of the national championship game or whatever big game. You know, we're going to throw you a sideline camera. We're going to above or from this end zone, from that end zone. We're going to give you the, the, the Alabama feed, the, the Georgia feed. They gave us their shitty personalities. Like, do I, it, I wouldn't want at gunpoint to watch, you know, the game with Dan Levitard and his crew. Like it, there are people actually doing, there are people, I, I saw people liking it. Going on there and being like, this is the most fun I've ever had watching a sporting event with Dan Lemitard and his fucking, you know, arts and craft glitter clothes that he puts together. Who who was also drinking with John Skipper? Yeah, a class of, classy guy. Did he cry during the fucking telecast? That's beautiful. And then the other one, the other one, which I'm sure was just really a hit. The Cool Room is what they called it. It was Peter Rosenberg, Katie Nolan, Tony Reale. And Bomani Jones. There is not one element of cool from any of those fucking people. That is terrible. That is absolutely awful. The cool room. Why would I ever want to be anywhere near those people? The, that Speaking of New Year's Eve, you know, that that's the kind of party. Let's say you have multiple options. That's the party where someone's like, yeah, let's go over to so-and-so's house. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. We have to go to that. I'm spending my New Year's Eve with that fucking crew of assholes. I, I can't do that. I, I can't go see those people, converse with them, pretend to have conversations with them, drink their just awful beer, you know, just ring in the new year and then have, you know, go because when you bring in the new year with a bunch of people, there's always that whole like, you have to hug everyone. Why? I didn't have to hug you 30 seconds ago and now I have to hug you? Oh, happy new year. There was not one element of the last year that I enjoyed being with you, and there will not be one element of the next year, 365 days, that I will enjoy being with you. It's, 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 it's terrible. Th- that's what it reminds me of. Every New Year's Eve party I've ever gone to where I hate the people, that is the cool room. So fuck them and fuck the cool room. Nothing cool about that. The only cooler I like is Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. Because, I mean, that guy, honestly, he took care of, like, a whole biker bar. He beat the shit out of everyone. I mean, all they needed to do was, like, look at him cross-eyed. And he threw him through a fucking, you know, wooden table. I mean, it was just the cooler. What can I say? That's the only cool I want in my life. That's it. That and Alexander Cool. Remember him? George Washington uh, University? Who was the little guy there? Not Von Wafer. Somebody, he had another guy. It was Alexander Cool, and then there was a little point guard, Sir Sir somebody. He was like five foot ten. Who gives a shit, right? 
It's in the college basketball season, which I do not watch anymore. How terrible is UConn? How, do, how the fuck also I got this notice? Notice. <laughs> I got this notice <laughs> last year. Last year, they gave Kevin Ollie a fucking two-year extension? Why? Listen, Kevin, we, you've been doing terrible, awful. Listen, you made the, the tournament once, and that was very lucky. We want to give you more money and more leniency and more just opportunity to suck worse. I accept. So that's football. We look forward to the games this weekend. Uh, do we? I, I, I apologize for speaking for you there. We look forward to the games this weekend. Do we really? Uh, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is only a, a three-point underdog in that game, which I find to be a little shocking, honestly. I mean, Carson Wentz isn't there anymore. Three points? Eee! I might have to tease that somehow and put them up nine. Oh, that, that'd be... Or maybe even just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, okay, it wasn't 16 and a half. Tennis, uh, New England, New England's 13 and a half. That, that's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, you forget this. You just look at the two teams. You don't even need to look at the spread. 13 and a half. They'll probably cover that. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh could be a very interesting game. Now, Pittsburgh's seven and a half. I like Jacksonville in that game. I know they look like shit against, uh, the Bills, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. You know, they, they got a good defense, I could see them shutting down the Pittsburgh offense. I could still see Pittsburgh winning that game, but not covering. In Minnesota, New Orleans, that should be a good game too. So I three of the four games probably could be decent. Definitely the Sunday games. The Sunday games definitely are much better. The Saturday games are going to be a tough, tough, tough watch, especially in that late game of Tennessee and New England. That's going to be. Tom Brady's going to show you how much he really gives a shit about the article from ESPN. And Bill Belichick's going to show you how much too. They, they don't care. There might be issues going forward through next year. I still think Bill Belichick will be with the team next year. But anyways, so that's that. That's the NFL. That's football. And, uh, you know, whatever. There is something about watching all the NFL games now, living in California and seeing everyone, how cold they are. It's it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. I like it. I like seeing other people suffer. And uh, my parents are actually supposed to come out here for the, uh, well, for nothing, for me. Jesus, for what? There's no event. They want to see me. Uh, but they did not because of the bomb cyclone. Uh, they, they were not able to make it. And, uh, well, they got on a cruise afterwards, actually. They're, I think they're leaving today. Going all around the goddamn world. That's not true. They're going through uh, the Panama Canal, yada, yada, and uh, from L.A. To, uh, from LA to, to Florida, basically. So it's a nice little cruise there. So there's something about the cold. I don't know what it is. I, we were coming back from Chicago, too. I'm totally sidetracked thing. We, we actually went from Puerto Rico to Chicago, and uh, we had to spend the night in Chicago. Planned. But there's something about where, like, people know the temperature there. Like, did anyone think that it was going to be, like, a balmy, like, fucking 83 degrees in Chicago? They get on the plane. We all know. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know what the temperature in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. It's, it's three degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, no shit. It's going to be really cold. And... We, you know, you arrive in Chicago. Hello, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the current time is uh, 7.32 p.m. And the current temperature is a two degrees. Everyone's like, oh! <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> it, was that that much of a shock? You have, I can understand, like, leaning to the person you're with and being like, oh, boy. But you have to, like, yell out like that? Like, talk about attention-seeking fucking jackasses. Like, anyone's going to look at that and be like, wow, that guy really doesn't like the cold. <laughs> Fuck it. I hate everybody. God damn it, I hate everybody. But if, you, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, that should not be breaking news. 
Uh, basketball, anything going on there, really? Uh, Isaiah Thomas and Jake. What is with the fucking whining about uh, uh, videos now? Isaiah Thomas wanted his tribute video, uh, but it was going to be the same night as Paul Pierce is retiring his jersey, and they weren't happy with each other. Jay Crowder was demand. Jay Crowder was demanding a a highlight video when he returned to Boston. Listen, Jay Crowder is a nice player. I've been- Get the fuck over yourself. Jay Crowder? Really? It, it, I, 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 don't, I don't get that one for a second. Jay Crowder, it's like, oh, somebody, it's like Starling Castro coming back to the Yankees and being like, uh, I require a tribute video. It's like, do you, do you, do you really, Starling? About what, all the fucking pitches you swung out over your head? Huh. Anyways, that was just a shot. That was just a, an example to just take, take a, take a shot at, uh, Starling Castro. Uh, was there anything else? Christoph Porzeng, it's not a good look, uh, whining that he's tired in the middle of Jan- in the beginning of January. I get it. He's 22 years old, maybe not used to playing a full season with injuries in the background, but in the, in the previous seasons, just shut your fucking mouth though. Don't talk. Be quiet. Don't say anything. I, you're allowed to be tired. That's not the thing. It's the whining. So not, not a good look. And by the way, Christoph's and anyone else who's tired. And, and I say this from sitting in a chair right now and not playing a full... The last time I played a full-court basketball game, I think it was like three on... No, it was like four on four. It was brutal. I was ready to die. I uh, had 9-1 on the phone. It, it was ready to press the next one. Uh, could not breathe. So I, I think I come from experience here telling people how to, you know, you know, complain about being tired about playing basketball. And yeah, and exactly. I'm playing pickup in a gym with a bunch of 50-year-olds. Uh, Chris Westworth is playing in the NBA. But I, I hate to break it to you. If you want to win, you're going to play all the way till June. That That's what happens. But I, I understand, and I got the Porzingis people probably saying, well, you know what, when, you, when you're taking over the team, you got to play every game, play your hardest, everyone's on your back. And I, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, but he's whining, he needs to shut up. <laughs> Good little fucking bow at the end of that. Uh, what was that? Did I have anything else to say about basketball? I don't understand, the, the, the wall... On NBC, LeBron James is an executive producer of that show. Like, and there, isn't there some other player who is that the thing now? We we've moved on from like owning parts of teams, or is that what you do while you're a player? You like create shows, and then when you go out, you become like Derek Jeter and just destroy it, uh, destroy an entire. And you don't have to really destroy the team. I mean, they weren't doing anything anyways with other premier players, but you destroy it even more so by getting rid of any notoriety that you have. Do you think LeBron James is actually in like board meetings being like, listen, this is what I envision with this fucking oversized Plinko machine. No, this is what I want. I want players that have a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, you know, I did. God, I mean, with executive producer LeBron James, it's like, whoa, LeBron produces this. I want to watch this. I watched a little bit of it. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's I, I for me. For me, I think that all uh, video game, uh, video, uh, excuse me, game shows should have the personal, uh, like little story, the length of either Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. I do not give a shit about your sick mother. I do not need to hear the sappy music that comes along with it. I do not need the stock photos thrown in about when you you know you want to slip and slide when you're five years old and how your mom was you know made a fucking birthday cake for you and now she's sick like. That is completely unnecessary, and no one gives a shit. Give me the awkward story in Jeopardy, which I can mock, but at least it only takes up a few times. Like, 
those are always terrible. And I mean, God, it must kill Al Trebek and and uh, Pat Sajak to have to ask and <laughs> just ask them about that. Oh, so Frank here it says that. Uh, wow. Okay. There was a one time you were you were driving your car down Route 66. And the song Get Your Kicks on Route 66 came on. Tell us about that. Just like that. Yeah, it was. It was. I was driving. Driving. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Those those are always priceless. Hey, you know, thoughts and prayers. You know, best wishes to Alec Trebek. I guess he had some sort of blood clot uh, somewhere. But I guess he's going to be back soon. So so don't you worry. He'll be there, uh, you know, correcting your answers with an accent of whatever that country is to make it seem as if he actually knew the answer to the first place very soon. That is that is an Alec Trebek, that is an Alec Trebek staple right there. Just putting an accent on it and going, sorry, it was that. It was like, oh, Alec, you know, you get the fuck over yourself, you know. <laughs> Am I laughing at myself now? What's going on? Uh, I guess the other thing I wanted to talk about, oh, by the way, I was, I took United on the, uh, on the way back from Puerto Rico too. And no shit though. How about that story? Someone and United from, was it Minneapolis to Hong Kong just went to the bathroom, which, and had to, uh, go at number two, and, which is always one of my fears on a plane. Obviously this, uh, as I get into it, you'll realize that this really wasn't a fear of this person whatsoever, but that is always like my fear. My fear of doing that is, oh God, I sometimes will like the night before will worry about what I'm going to eat because it might have an impact on that, that plane ride. I want for no, first of all, look at the massive amounts of lines that, that gather be, be, you know, for the bathroom when they have to go on an airline, no matter how many times they tell people not to form a line in the aisles waiting for the bathroom. That's what they do. Which, you know what? Maybe you should make fucking airplanes bigger, by the way. What, what do you expect to do? Like, you, you keep looking back and like, okay, okay, that person's in. I mean, do you have to fucking barrel people down, knock them over, like get over there so you're not forming a line? And by the way, United sucks, so they are the worst. I, I think I've, if we're going to do a hierarchy, I'd say that I've flown on. JetBlue is by far number one. United, I, I tweeted out a picture of the legroom I had in the the coach or economy or fucking poor peasant uh section it i say my knee and i am five foot ten 180 185 pounds i had about an inch inch and a half sitting sitting completely normal not 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 mansplaining uh or anything like that and i about an inch inch and a half from the seat in front of me like that that is that's unacceptable that is unacceptable for fucking transportation Something needs to be done, and, I, and I'm sick of it. Uh, but I don't even get to this. I, I haven't forgotten what happened in the United thing. But that, that's they suck. Okay, end of story. Also, no, no, nothing in the no, no entertainment whatsoever. No internet offered until we got close to Chicago. Uh, nothing, nothing at all. Luckily, I, I had downloaded some things on Netflix to watch. But shit, 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 Almighty. Speaking of shit. So that's where I was going with this whole story in the first place. This is such a haphazard podcast all over the fucking place. Um, but the guy went into the bathroom and uh, I guess he decided to just smear shit everywhere all over. And then I guess he went to another bathroom. Real shitty situation. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they had to land the plane in Alaska. Imagine being on an airplane where everyone's so sick and so disgusted. Everything smells, by the way. One person farts. You smell it everywhere. The smearing of human feces 
on the plane. Now, they didn't get into, is it just in the bathroom? Was it on the walls? Was it on seats? You know, people are going, oh, Brian, who cares? Who cares? That means a lot to me. Sorry if the guy, what if that was a guy sitting next to me? Hey, how you doing? Uh, did they come by with the pretzels? Shit all over the guy's hands. I mean, no, that, 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 I'm, not, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. So, uh, the other thing I want to talk about uh, is this, this week while I've been home. Um, what am I, the hell am I going to do? Read? <laughs> nice try. No, I tried reading the Michael Wolf book. Like I said, I just said, no, no. I, I'm not going to read a book where the author says it's maybe lies. And then, see, that's the problem with this. Donald Trump is a lunatic, but you know what? People are going to read that book now and they're going to spout whatever is in it is true. And they're going to say, yeah, but remember what Trump said and that he did? I read it in that book. It's like the author has said it, ha- it, it may not be true. I'm sorry. I can't read that. And then regurgitate that in a fucking cocktail party. Well, you know what he said. You go fuck yourself. I mean, that, listen, we, we make fun of Trump. I make fun of him too. But that is fake news. That fucking book is fake news. Sorry. But I am looking forward to the the, the dishonest media awards. That's going to be <laughs> Holy shit. That guy, man. He is. Sometimes he scares me. Sometimes. I, I, I don't know what to say, but sometimes he's entertaining. He is. The Phony and Dishonest Media Awards. Now, is this going to be like a streamed thing? Like, is there going to be, like, is, is he going to be in front of a podium or or in the Oval Office? Are there going to be like trophies where he's going to be like, you are going to get this. I'm going to mail this to you. Or is this just going to be via tweet form? The only, pr- and the also the biggest problem with it is it's kind of biased. I mean, I think we know who the winners are going to be. It's not like. It's not like there's a lot of suspense. There's not not a lot of... I, I have a feeling CNN's going to win a few awards. NBC, CBS. I don't think Fox is going to win any. Uh, if they do win any, it won't have the moniker of the phony and dishonest media, you know, uh, orbiting around it. Put it that way. But can you imagine if Donald Trump live streams this, either from the Oval Office or from wherever, and he's wearing a tuxedo doing... I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked in the least if he was sitting there in a tuxedo and gets a live crowd, paid actors, or you know, just just to like cheer him as he gives these out to everyone. It would be a little weird, again, because no one will be accepting them. Um, man, the phony and dishonest media awards. The guy the guy is something. Um, he, he really is. He... He is. He's. I. The media. The 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 stock market's doing great under the president, and I know people say, "Yeah, well, he was riding the momentum." Yeah, listen, he might be riding the momentum from the Obama administration, but he hasn't lost the momentum. Well, we got to give him that too. He hasn't lost it. Uh, presidents have lost momentums on other administrations in in certain regards. Now he's dismantling some Obama things, some good, some bad. Hey, what can I say? The guy is. He's he's always he's always something. He is. He, I was going to say he's like A-Rod. You'll miss him when he's gone. Uh, there will be elements of the Trump administration that I won't miss. But there are going to be elements that I do miss. I mean, it's, you know, granted we don't die in a nuclear holocaust, but there are going to be elements that uh, we will miss. But anyways, I guess I'll end it here. Yeah, I know. Kind of a weird thing to end it with. But this week I've been sick. So I'm just like, oh, God. I need to watch something. I need to do something. So I'm like, you know, I got some of these documentaries on Netflix. I don't feel like, I'm, eh, whatever, I'm good. So I hear people talking about the show Hunting Hitler. No, I'm, I'm a, I, I love history. World War II is big to me. I find Nazis fascinating. 
Uh, you know, some people go, oh, oh, he's a Nazi. Oh, no, no. I, I find them the, the greatest monsters. Uh, let's say of our civilization. Possibly not. I mean, you look back at some of the explorers, Christopher Columbus and, uh, you know, other people like that. Maybe not with the systematic uh, annihilation. But uh, they're bad people. Can you get the fucking point, Brian? Nazis are bad. Edgy take, but yes, Nazis are bad. So there's always been the, uh, the, the idea that, you know, Hitler didn't die. And you know, I've always thought about it, too. Because even when I was a small child, before I even knew the evidence, I already, I already thought, I'd go, listen, this is weird. This is weird. But there's never been a body. The skull, that's always been the idea that, uh, you know, the Russians had a skull that was supposed to be Hitler's day. They analyzed it, you know, a few years ago. It was the, uh, it was a skull of a young woman, possibly Ava Braun, who knows? Hmm, possibly, possibly not. Possibly something that has nothing to do with Nazis, possibly. Um, but the show is all about, we're going to use all of this declassified information from 2014 uh, about the, uh, the, the, about the idea that Hitler got away. And it's it's interesting. I mean, it's very plausible. Now, the idea uh, they they have actually no evidence that Hitler got away, other than these reports that he may have gotten away and eyewitnesses. Seventy years after the fact, what else do you want, Brian? I mean, other than Hitler signing a document that says, "Yeah, I got away." But the way that they do these History Channel shows uh, with the fake suspense and the suspense that's worse. Actually, is it worse? Is it worse than who will win the phony and phony and dishonest media awards? I'm not sure. But this this idea that if you if you watch History Channel, you know what I'm talking about. I'm rambling here, and this is the poor end of the podcast. But I don't really give a shit. This is the way. This is my goddamn podcast, and I'm going to do it the way I goddamn want to. And before I uh, you know bore you for the next five minutes, remember to leave a review on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, the whole deal. Especially iTunes, Stitcher always helps. Two seconds, spread the word. You know, talk to people, let people know the Red Ticket Blues is growing. It's taking over the world. I was going to say like Nazis, probably not the best analogy. You don't want that. Hey, how about what was taking over the world real quick? How about KFC, the biggest piece of shit at Barstool, cheating on his wife, pregnant wife as well. And then the entire internet laughing and pissing on his ashes. Couldn't happen to a worse guy, you know? And you know what? At least he he owned it and said, this is what happened, What whatever. We're real, real, real tough guy. He 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 got caught and you know and fessed up to it, Brian. Boy, he high moral character there. But what I'm saying is that he, you know, he said I deserve everything that's thrown at me and yada yada yada. So he actually his whole persona really took a hit. Now no one should be shocked whatsoever that a guy cheated on his wife that works for Barstool. I mean, is is anyone really shocked? No, not them. Oh, God. Mike Tyson raped another person, but he's so funny. He was in The Hangover. Anyways, uh, back to back to hunting Hitler though. the The idea that the History Channel has to act like we're fucking morons. Where first of all, they have the first team that explains everything to us, uh, just like a briefing, as if we're part of it. And they, they, these edgy, like these like these like quick shots from all around, as if like it gives you the pers- personal feeling, as if you're in the office with these guys, these former CIA agents that are talking. It's like. Hitler was supposed to have gone to Argentina to this town right here. And the other guy's like, yep, that, that's what it's saying right here as he types away. Yep, it's saying that. And he's like, well, this could be huge to the case. We got to get there. Yeah, yeah, we do. So they go there and they're just like going around the town, asking people the like smallest questions or, or they find like the smallest piece of evidence and like the music goes and like, whoa, are you kidding me? 
this could be huge. This could be like they have breaking things. I'd say at least three or four times an episode. They're just like, now, if this is what we think it is, this could change civilization, which I'm not really sure how it could, because if Hitler escaped or not, it doesn't really change anything in civilization because nothing, we don't know if he, it doesn't change anything. It changed his, his story, his narrative or the, the narrative that he died, but it doesn't change anything in civilization. He, he did nothing afterwards if he did live. So who cares? I mean, I care, but you, you get the point. And the idea that they're discovering this stuff as it goes along, they're just like, whoa, what's that? Get closer. I got to see that. Wow. Look at this. You know what this is? This looks just like the thing that we did in pre-production. Wow, I've never seen this before. Except, we, except I did. We've looked at it the last two days. And they pretend as if as if they'd never seen it before. Plus, they're going into these places 70 years after the fact. And they're like, look what I discovered. It's like, oh, you discovered this? It has like a Christopher Columbus sort of feel where it's like, I discovered something that was already here that uh, people already knew about. Like, they, they found these like buildings in the middle of like the jungle. And they're like, these, these are opulent homes that could definitely be, it definitely could have someone of real importance staying in them. They, they, a lot of times they like, just don't say Hitler. They're just sort of like, it could be somebody of, of listen, they're guarding something here. It's, they would only do that. And then they have to like finish each other's sentences. Like if it was only someone important, that's right. Just like, oh God. But like they're just like, look what we discovered. It's like I bet you if you ask the fucking townspeople there, they discovered. It's like fucking. I've been bringing girls to hook up there for God knows how long. I mean, my child was conceived in that place, and you just discovered it. Give me a break. Everyone goes there to get loaded. I discovered it, and then after the break of every show, like the narrator has to explain everything back to you. It's just like. The show is 40 minutes long with no commercials. I'd say like 15 to 20 minutes of it is just repeating everything we already know. But by the way, I'm on season two, almost season three. <laughs> with all that shitting on the show, it is interesting though. Just learning about the stuff that actually is concrete and how it was totally plausible that Hitler got out. I mean, there were there were tunnels from his bunker right to the airport, right to the airport. And he was boys with with, with Franco in Spain. And there's plenty of Nazi actual evidence, and this has been this isn't anything new, but in Argentina. So I mean, the idea that Hitler got away, I, there's nothing in the show that says he did, but it's certainly plausible. Uh, there, there's it's definitely definitely plausible. Not now, I don't know how they're going to end the show. Like I guess looking for his grave or something like that. I'm not I'm not really sure, but. They have these like ex-military guys on the show too, and they're so fucking excited about everything. Like, this is huge. Listen, that's a pre—that's a—that's a post-war antenna right there. You're not going to see antennas like that pre-1945. You're just not. That means that possibly someone important like Hitler could have been there. Just like, oh Jesus Christ Almighty, fucking you know, take a Xanax or something, Christ. But so that's hunting Hitler. Uh, pretty poor synopsis there, but. Anyways, uh, what's today? Tuesday? Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll if I get some more. I don't know. I was going to say maybe another podcast this week, but I, I don't want to push it. So, But like, like I said, next week, Chris Carlin, part of the new uh, three-person, I was going to say three-man, but come on. Maggie Gray's not a man. She's a woman. So three-person uh, team for WFAN taking over Michael Patrick Francesa, which, oh, by the way, Mike Francesa, Michael K., can this guy get, can his... 
he must be able to see, he doesn't even have an exoskeleton, does he? He is so fucking thin-skinned. It is unbelievable. Someone called up and they're like, you didn't, you didn't congratulate, you know, Mike on all those great years. And he whined and whined. And like, listen, what he said, he's probably right. My, my, Michael K is under no obligation to fucking thank Mike Francesa for all his years of service. But I mean, he just, he's like, oh, by the way, in the last book too, Mike Francesa number two. All right. So he wasn't even number one, you know? All right. So let's just keep that. And I'm not good at math, but we were number three and that's pretty close. It's like on Mike Francesa's last book where he clearly gave up and no longer gave a shit. You are bragging about coming in a spot below him and fucking wanting adulation and praise and fucking, you know, God, like it's New Year's Eve, everyone throwing up confetti in the air for you. Like, Jesus. And by the way, I have a source and I'm completely serious about this. Uh, Mike uh, Francesa is not happy about what happened in uh, with Michael K's comments. In fact, he called him a liar. Uh, and I know people are like, how do you have, believe me, I swear to God, I have seen the evidence that he is not happy. And he talked about how it did not count his, his last week or two of his show in that book. So Mike Francesa, not happy about that. I swear to God, I saw it with my own eyes. So just keep that in mind. And, uh, okay. So remember iTunes, tune in radio, Stitcher, Google play, YouTube, follow me on Twitter at Brian Buck 13 and at red ticket blues. And, uh, with all that being said, I love all of you. I really, do. you know, you, you, you guys, you guys and gals. Jeez, thanks a lot. You guys are really special. You're really special. With all that being said, I'm gonna- She is the center, like a life of burning sun. But she's happy and she's warm and looks shivering.